Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Joseph. Yellow. And J.U. Oh, I was expecting something new. I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Next week, I'll start trying new stuff. There we go. Uh, because, you know... Man- up, Joey, it's Ant-Man this week, right? I didn't see Ant-Man. That's what we're doing. We're doing Ant-Man. Oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> Listen, I still haven't seen Ant-Man in the Lost Quantumania. And I'm not even going to defend myself. I have, very, I have a very good reason. No, I totally support your reason. Your reason is like my way of life. My reason is just that it was my wife's birthday last weekend, and she wanted to do everything that was not see Ant Man and the Wasp. What? What if I? What is Jay who always yeah. said? Oh, you're always with Sarah, right? Like you. I, well, I yeah. mean, but I've always had the belief of hoes before bros. Yep. You so. know, it is, it is one of the things we all know about you. Yeah, I I used all of my babysitter money uh-huh. to do shit for my wife's birthday, and I don't regret that decision. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. Uh, so instead, still timely, Joseph. Don't fucking get out of here with this bullshit. Uh, with the recent release of Mandalorian Season 3, we're going to talk about the other thing we didn't talk about when it was popular six months ago, Andor. And so we're, uh, Why didn't we talk about it when it came out, Joseph? That's a great question, because <laughs> Joseph didn't watch it. Uh, my secondary uh, uh, option for a lead in, uh, in anticipation of Star Wars' most popular TV show, we're going to talk about Star Wars' best TV show. Yeah, by a long shot. <laughs> um, Andor is a prequel of sorts to Rogue One, where we find Cassian Andor right at the beginning of his journey as a rebel. Really, he's not a rebel in this show. Yeah. He's kind of a ruffian. Uh, scoundrel survivor survivor mm. and you know it's his journey as a hired hand for an early rebellion unit and it kind of follows him to by the end of the show i think we have not the rebel we know in rogue one but the beginning of that guy sure sure mm. sure uh what did we think of this show guy oh starring diego luna stellan skarsgård Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Those are the only people that I remember. Uh, and then, I mean, there were people I recognized, but no one else I remember. Same, but. yeah. Definitely some people that were on Game of Thrones at some point. Dude, yeah, it's just Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was thinking, you know, like, for a world or a universe that has just such, like, a variety, you know, so many different planets, so many different cultures, so many whatever, there's a shit ton of just British guys in suits. <laughs> Dude, so much. What'd you guys think of this show? Uh, well, okay, I liked this show, but I'm going to start with what I really didn't like about it. Interesting. Uh, what I really didn't like about it was a lot of the reaction to how good it was, mm. which is just everybody saying, this is what Star Wars should be. And if you think this is what Star Wars should be, I, maybe you don't really like Star Wars very much. Interesting. Interesting. You know, there... I, I know I've referenced this before on the on the show, but uh, you know it's hard to get George Lucas to say anything really. But when someone was asking him about the negative reaction to the prequels, you know, one of the things he said is like, "Well, you know, people just want it to be the Matrix, but it's never going to be that." I like that George Lucas is Kermit the Frog for you. Are they not? <laughs> Do they not have the same fucking voice? But uh, and I think that's this. I mean, like this, this is a. This has uh, been a great season of Game of Thrones, mm. uh, but I don't like. I, there's totally room for this in Star Wars, but I don't think this is what Star Wars. Man, is. I'm happy we're doing this show. Me too. This is a great opinion. Well, I was, I was actually, I'm going to piggyback. I was going to wait till later, but uh, 
you know, I came into this way later than you guys after everybody that I knew said it was the best show ever. IGN named it the TV show of the year or whatever. Right. And so it came in at a very high hype level for me. Right. And I, I did really like it, but I don't think it's quite as good as people say it is. That said, I, I almost agree in that I feel like being a part of Star Wars kind of hinders this show. Like, it would be better to me as just like a great single season of sci-fi that didn't involve like the empire and all the shit that we're familiar with because i think that like just confuses the issue it kind of muddles the point i mean i i can i can i can sort of see that i the thing the thing i really did like about this is this is the first time i really feel like we got to see people living in the star Mm. wars universe of course we have seen you know a youngster on a desert planet longing for more we've covered that shit like three times, mm-hmm. but we've not seen really much of how people live under the Empire and stuff like that. So I really liked that a lot. It is kind of incredible now that you mention it that the absolute best like place setting that feels lived in is like OG A New Hope Star Wars, I feel like. Just right. like the desert planet, the the cantina, like all that it feels very lived in. Right. And and like it existed before you got to that scene. Right. Uh, right. More than pretty much any other episode of Star Wars that I can think of. Guys, I fucking love this show. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah. definitely not saying it's not great. It's great. So here's what I'm going to say. I don't believe this is what Star Wars should be, right. to your point. I think it is what Star Wars can be, and that's totally fine. Right. Um, I think it's totally cool to tell stories in this way, in this space, about these things. I think it's awesome that you're taking things that have like real-world implications and inserting them into Star Wars. I'm totally on board for all of that. I think Andy Serkis and Stellan Skarsgård give the two best acting performances in a Star Wars thing fucking ever. Almost certain. I was going to wait till we got that in this, but when Andy Serkis shows up and he's so good, you're like, why the fuck haven't they used Andy Serkis or something big? And then you remember. Then I remember. He's totally (laughs) in like two of these fucking movies. Um, But I will say what threw me for a loop it's really twofold. One is that at the time, I do think it was the best show on TV at the time. The second part of that is that Star Wars TV is so much just like nostalgia hit after nostalgia mm-hmm. hit. And it's fine. Like you said, like Star Wars doesn't need to be heavy handed and political all the time. It can just be people playing with toys. Right, right. However... It was so surreal to experience it be not just that. Right. I was be like, listen, it's the best show on TV, and I should be really excited about it, but I don't know how to feel about it. And I think this is part of your thing, is you didn't watch it while that was going mm-hmm. on, but it was kind of a lull for TV shows. Yeah. Like It was before the Game of Thrones prequel came out, I think. And, right. Um, it just was like this weird time in TV where it was like, shit, the best thing to watch on right now is fucking Andor. Right. And I did not know how to feel about that. And having said that, it's kind of made me doubt the other Star Wars shows a little bit more. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the uh, writing and performances in this make the Obi-Wan show look even more like shit than it already did. (laughs) I know you don't like that. I mostly feel that way about The Mandalorian, which is the one that everyone praises. And to me, I'm like... I mean, I did not really enjoy Mandalorian Season 2. And after watching Andor, like, I will never watch any of that shit again. I know that people love the Luke Skywalker bit. That shit don't hit for me. I will watch fucking Stellan Skarsgård be like, I gave up everything. Yeah. 
I, I, I am at this point, it's time to recast Luke. I don't want to watch some soulless abomination, you know. Oh, for, I think it's coming, dude. Because I, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, this is a tangent to get off on when we're at on the show. But I just, it's like, like I don't know why we've decided. And I, if you would have asked me this uh, maybe a year ago, I would have the same thing. But these characters are so sacred that they can't be recast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that they took that, you know, oh, the worst thing we ever did was recast Han Solo. I remember, what's her name? What's the chick who runs uh, Kathleen Kennedy? Kennedy. She was talking about, I was like, well, what I've learned is you never recast a main character in Star Wars. You've learned the wrong lesson. But she said that while she was doing promotion for Obi-Wan. That's funny. Well, I mean, that's like, it can be good if you just make it good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But again, I still like... I still like Mandalorian a lot because it's all ages, because it's kind of simple, because you can enjoy it if you're eight or you're 30. Yeah, and I think that's still valid yeah. to it. Um, you know, if you're eight, you can't enjoy Andor. No, and it's not It's not for children. Yeah. And there's no way an eight-year-old would understand the themes that are going no. on into that show. What is, oh God, um, the female empire, empire chick. Denise Gao is the actress, yeah, but I can't. Deidre or Deidre, something? Deidre, Deidre, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Fucking killer performance. Yeah. And there are so many layers to that character mm-hmm. that, like, a character in Star Wars really just doesn't need to yeah. have. I remember seeing an interview with her when she talked about, like, her mindset, and I think this really shines through in the show, is, like, we talk so much about, like, male gaze and how men fall into, like, the traps of fascism and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And she's like... It can happen to women, too. Right. We just don't talk about it. And then she, again, you're having that filter on a character in a fucking Star Wars right, show? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars doesn't need that, doesn't deserve that, but I'm real happy you did it. Well, speaking of her, that, that reminded me of the Empire guys, and this is something I really liked that probably no one else on Earth cared about. I really liked that they brought back bald people and comb overs in the in the <laughs> in the Empire because they're prevalent. That feels in, like it, yeah. in the first trilogy, mm-hmm. and then because in modern times and no actors are bald anymore, you don't really you don't ever see that in the Empire. So I really liked seeing those guys in this. A plus for receding hairline. <laughs> the unsung heroes of this show for me were the scenes of that dude eating cereal to blue milk and his mom just saying how much of a disappointment yeah. he was. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mon Mothma's husband. <laughs> uh, that guy was a douche canoe, but God, a character I've never given two shits about in Mon Mothma. You've suddenly made me be like, God, bitch, you're so much better than him. I mean, the, the, the thing that uh, I love slash hated about him is watching Star Wars. You know, people want to think they're Han Solo and nobody is. People want to think that they're Luke Skywalker, and you are when you're five. But watching that, I'm like, shit, if I was in Star Wars, I'd be that guy. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'd find, I would find a powerful woman and hook my anchor to her and live a f- life of luxury. Yeah. Did we see the twist with the sisters coming? Because I didn't anticipate that at all. I don't think it added anything. No, to it show. didn't add anything to the show. I didn't anticipate. I mean, they did like have an off throwaway line an episode or two earlier about it, but you know, no. I, I Game of Thrones, bitch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who also like I, you know I, I she's the waif in, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, the, so, yeah, yeah. the waif. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, there was something about her in this show that was doing it for me. I think it was because she was small and angry and seemed like she would hate me. But that like combination <laughs> really worked for yeah. me. Right. She's the dom to your sub. Ah, I guess yeah. So. yeah. 
But small dom. Is yeah. that a thing? I think probably. There's like a reverse size. <laughs> this show's about kinks now. <laughs> in the is Star it, Wars. Isn't every show about kinks now? That's true. That is very true. Um, yeah. I don't know, guys. This show's just really fucking good. Who's, what's the name of the incel character? The blue milk guy we were just talking about. Oh, dude. I don't remember. Let me see. I never remember his name. Even I think I that, you know what? Show. I think that works for him. Yeah, because he's such nondescript, angry viral. Cyril, yeah, like I, I really don't know where where they're going with that character, but I think I think the whole end game of this show has to be that guy. I mean, we're 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 in spoilers. We didn't really do better or worse than Transformers, but it's better than Transformers. But yeah, it was you know spoilers for earlier already. But uh, you know, I I feel like it's kind of implied at the end of this that him and and the Deidre chick are like. Starting to thing. Am I? Did I read yeah, that? Yeah, I, I got no. I got. Yeah. That. I think he's absolutely in love with her. Oh no, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I just. I don't know. I, that also is. I feel like one of the most realistic parts of this universe is that you know this this woman that is intelligent and high achieving and good at her job and whatever is going to end up with just some random oh, guy who's, God, who's, <laughs> who thinks he's somebody and isn't. Yeah. And is at worst, you know, possibly a dangerous stalker. Right. Oh man. That's so true. <laughs> I read this story, and we can cut this out, but it just, you reminded me of this. I read this story recently of uh, this female reporter. She was at a dinner party. She was introducing her husband to these people, you know, at the party. And some of them are kind of like influential. Right. And he is like the general manager of like a Nike store or something like that. Right. But he loves like aircraft and he spent like thousands of dollars on like flight simulators and all sorts of stuff and she goes to introduce him and uh she goes this is my husband he manages a nike store totally fine he's like silly woman i'm a pilot (laughs) (laughs) and that's 100 percent that is that dude precisely yeah yeah both of them are phenomenal yeah they're very very good uh all around the cast is just they just act in their butt off. Man, is this the is this the first uh, droid we've ever been introduced to that needed Zoloft? <laughs> He's so depressed. I mean, C three PO, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is B two emo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. It's incredible. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, Harry Potter's aunt, really great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really glad they cut out the fuck, because I don't think Star Wars needs a fuck in it. You right. guys know this, right? I don't know anything about it. Yeah, her rant at the end after she dies yeah. in the like the hologram, she says, like, fuck, I don't know what, but fucking something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that doesn't need to be in Star That's Wars. That's yeah. 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 I've said on before, I'm really I, hard for me to forgive Picard after someone cussed at uh, Jean-Luc. I would not do well with it cussing in Star Wars. That reminds me of another problem I have, not only with this show, but the Star Wars Disney shows in general. I don't like that they've confirmed the existence of toilets in the Star Wars universe. Mm, you thought people didn't shit? I, I always like to think that we're not entirely sure they're exactly like us. Maybe mm. dudes don't have penises. Maybe chicks have two penises. We don't know. That's a good I point. liked not knowing that. There's a lot of different races. You still could not be wrong. That's true. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, just in general? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no plan. That's well, okay. Well, I figure we could do like the the sections of it. Well, so, so, I, I haven't watched it in so long. I don't remember. Well, so I would, I would say. Joseph, you just watched it. I did. I would say that it's kind of broken up into four sections. Yeah, I was going to say correct. four sections. Yep, okay. Yep. 
So there's, there's kind of the intro. We meet Cassian. He's not really involved in anything, but he gets himself into trouble. We find out he's grubby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, I, you know, side note before I, I finish this thought. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, you'd think that this show being good would make me like Rogue One more, but it just makes me more fucking angry. <laughs> and they just took this really great character yeah. and a great actor who's crushing it and just killed him off for yeah. no reason. Every time I tried to watch this with Sarah, you know, she would basically be like, yeah, this is cool, but he fucking dies at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's like a no interest because of that. Uh, anyway. And I wonder if there's more people like that. Yeah. I wonder that it's like, well, I mean, it, it takes some of the dramatic tension. Right. But anyway, uh, yeah. So like the first bit gets into trouble. First heist. Prison break, and then finale, right. functionally. Yeah. I didn't love the first bit. Yeah. It's a little slow. Right. It's really dry, and I think the whole show is dry and slow, mm. but I'm not invested enough in anything at that point to Well, he, love here, it. here's my real question, is I know this is an unfair form of criticism, but let's just pretend we take out the heist bit. Mm-hmm. We take out the prison break stuff, which is essentially just another heist with higher stakes. Right. Is the show good? Well, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I told you. I said up front it was unfair. I, I, Let I, me I, remove I, half of what this show is about. <laughs> I'll give you the scraps. <laughs> Cassian's trying to save a girl he fucked. Is it good? <laughs> I, I will say that I didn't really love it till the prison break. Mm-hmm. The heist is just like well, we already did this, you know. In the future, we've we've already we've already done that, so I'm not I don't I don't really care about that that much. I I like the heist crew to a degree. You knew they're that, all dead by the end of it. Yeah, you also you, also a little racist that they killed the two black guys first. <laughs> Space <laughs> racism. Yeah. Uh, you know, you knew the fucking guy who. Uh, I don't know the one who's like handsome, ugly. He was on girls. You knew he was gonna betray. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. we could tell from the very early on. Right, just as soon as you met him, it's like, oh, that's the guy who's here to betray them. There's a lot of side notes I'm prepared to take here, but so uh, that guy to me, I was sure was the same guy from The Bear, but it's not. You, you guys know that that I, I know the show. Yeah, yeah, the show. I don't think any of us watch it, but I was sure it was the same guy. So I looked it up. But he's on The Bear, but it doesn't look like he's playing that same guy's brother. And that seems wild to me because they have the same face to me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I did like the high stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say it's where I was at my slowest because I did right. fall behind on this show. And I didn't, it felt like f- the worst parts of Dragon Ball Z and that it takes forever to get to the shit you <laughs> know is coming. Right. That, it's two episodes of prep for the heist when it could have been 30 minutes. You are probably totally. the first person to compare this show to Dragon Ball Z. Am I, I wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, having said that, I thought the heist is a killer episode. I think the I, heist itself is great. Yeah, the prep for the heist doesn't do much for me. Yeah, um, and I get that you have to do that stuff because that's the, really the birth of like the rebellion in Cassian. But I really believe the last six are great. That prison break, those three episodes the, are killer. The prison break is so fucking good. First of all, that could have been its own movie. Another thing about uh, of with George Lucas, I bet they really thought. He's gonna be flattered when he sees they did such a tribute to THX one one three eight. Yeah, but I bet when he saw it, he just hated it. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, he is pretentious enough that he puts it in all of his own movies already. Yeah, but yeah, but that's not saying. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that really mixes. That's a little heavy for Star Wars. Did we know it was the Death Star? 
Yeah, it's very you saw them building those things. Like, yeah. oh, those are going in the Death Stars. He's building the things that's going to kill him. Yes. Yeah. And I thought they. I'm supposed to think this is dramatic. Yeah. But it feels tropey yeah. and dumb right now. I um. So you know they do the the prison prison break is great, particularly Andy Circus. Andy Circus is such that character, such mm-hmm. that bridge over the river Kwai sort of like the guy who just gets too into it and can't let it go. Mm-hmm. But when he does let it go, it's great. And uh, do we think he made it? Uh, yes, I think he does. I like to think he actually is Snoke. No, I think he is Snoke. Oh, you do? Yeah, I <laughs> right. think the same thing. Yeah. I think he's Snoke, and he's pissed off that Cassidy Andor left him. That's what turns him evil. Oh, I I think he's still a clone. Mm-hmm. But I do still think that that guy... Listen, I get that you may have just casted him because you're like, this dude can deliver these lines. I mean, he's, he's fucking that, great. He's right. fucking great. But you can't... Somewhere in your brain can't be like, mm, we can make it the same. And even if you think there's no chance we ever we ever do that, there's too many dudes like us with podcasts who are doing it for him. That's correct. Having said that, to your point... Fucking Dave Filoni, if he was not who he was, would be us. Right. 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 And because he is who he is, he's already thought about it. Right. Uh I'm positive. Right. Yeah, and then Stellan Skarsgård. Is that, does he give the speech on the bridge? Or, yeah, is that the same episode as the prison break? It might be. I think it's the, it might it's, be the B plot. It's what they go to. I, I remember this because I was like, "Oh, some shit must be about to go down." Because it's the scene they go to right after they dive over. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you get the Andy Circus fucking two minute monologue, uh-huh. and then ten minutes later you get his like seven minute, and it's again just the best nine minutes in Star Wars ever. Because you think at that when you see him and he's all in the black robes and shit, it's like, "Oh, this dude's about to turn heel." And then I certainly thought he was going to kill that guy. Yeah, and then you realize, oh no, he's he's not turning heel. He's just already a bad uh, a dude, just doing a lot of bad things mm-hmm. to try to make something good. Like yeah. he already, he turned heel years ago. Yeah, I mean it's his whole like it reminds me. Oh, I'll move it backtrack just a second. In episode one or two, when it ends with him like putting the wig on and then getting in character, mm-hmm. great moment. Yeah, yeah, great moment. Yeah, but it's kind of this like Moses archetype of like I'm trying to build a world I'll never see. Right, and uh, yeah, like for a for a property that has so many people that kind of ride this morally gray line. I mean, Star Wars is all, these people are ultimately good, right? But right. people love Han Solo because he's a scoundrel. Right. People, Cassian's clearly the favorite character from Rogue One. Yeah. Because he's more the scoundrel, but he's trying to do good. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And, and I want to be clear, one of the things that makes him more of the scoundrel in, in Rogue One and in this show is that he cares more. Yes. Well, as opposed right. to like Han Solo's whole thing is I'm not attached to anybody. I can just bail at any moment right. when I want. Cassian's whole thing is, no, I have people and things that I care about, and I'm not going to abandon those yeah. things. It's surprising we haven't gotten a character like that earlier, yeah. I feel like. Like, that would have been a character that would have done really well in the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the prequels kind of needed that. Yeah. You know? And then we have, finally, the end, which is the saving the girl, Cassian's all in, his mom dies. Right. Great 
you know, you already referenced it, but this, the the hologram speech, great. Great. The whole bit, the yeah. parade leading up yeah. to it. I was going to say, you know what's bad? The Ferrex Funeral Band. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> I don't doing think, it for I me. I know they have a lot of practice time. Yeah. You know what, though? It was... Trumpets are such a big part of Star Wars on this side of the fourth wall. It was kind of nice to see hear some in universe. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it felt so real too of what we've seen of like a peaceful protest turning violent mm-hmm. by the presence of like sword and shield, you know, and the Empire standing there with guns and shields, and right. these people are walking through the streets, and then all hell breaks. I don't know. It felt very real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great bit. It's yeah. a great bit. I know it. It is funny when you're doing like uh, you know sci-fi. Like the whole point of sci-fi, I feel like, and uh, uh, not always, but a lot of times, is you know like exaggerated social commentary. Yeah, right? no, totally. Uh, and Star Wars really hasn't done that. Though. I mean, right. I, fucking, that's a fly. It's it's not like it's not its main line. It's not the, it's, the prequels are heavy handed. Sure, sure. It's not as inherent to what it does as yeah. it is to Star Trek. Right. The bad guys are literally called stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it cracks me up when like sci-fi dystopias like can't make it look worse than real life. Mm-hmm. There's the bit where uh, what's his name, Cyril, see whatever mm-hmm. the, the blue milk guy. Uh, is is <laughs> is getting his job at like you know the corporate nothing job, oh, and they're yeah. like walking through these you know tens of you know hundreds of aisles of of these little octagon yeah, uh, yeah. cubicle things mm-hmm. uh, until they find the one empty one, and that's where he goes and looks at screens two hours a day. And I'm just like, fuck! If I worked in Navy Federal, I would love that much space. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that would be fucking fantastic. Right. Right. I I mean, this is kind of a niche thing. All I could think about in that moment was like. Did the person who made JJ's Star Trek movie watch this? Because that's the fucking Vulcan science school. It? It's the same fucking yeah, thing. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. I'm really excited for season two. Uh, I hate that we're probably going to have to wait like another year and a half mm-hmm. before it comes out. Um, and I love that this exists. I don't need all of Star Wars to be like this. Yeah. I'm okay no, with this just you being. Know, I'm yeah. totally, I think... Having something like the, you know, not just this, but if they want to do more shows like this, you know, the Star Wars section of Disney seems to have a bad habit of seeing this one thing happen and reacting to and it. reacting to it. Mm-hmm. I hope that the that the positive reaction from this doesn't mean, oh, well, we just didn't make Star Wars for forty year old dudes. Let's, let's how about let's not? Yeah. Anything else? I mean, look, I hope the next season doesn't force me to listen to a total hour, probably hour, of Mon Mothma making small talk at parties, but... I thought thought it was awesome. I love that part. I tell you what, Mon Mothma must have the most nondescript face of all time, because any recast they do of her, I accept. I think that's the same chick, is it not? Is from it not? Is it the same chick from the, the prequels? prequels? Oh, maybe it is. I think it is. Okay, I have. I could no be idea. way wrong, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, all semi-tall white women look the same <laughs> right. to me. Uh, I, I, having said that, fucking ecstatic to go back to Coruscant. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand why we don't go back there. More I don't often. understand why we don't either. I don't understand why we're always either in the sand, in the jungle, or in the ice. Like, yeah. let, let's see something. Some. I mean, you know, that was. That was George Lucas's big complaint about the sequels is they didn't visit a lot enough like new yeah. places. And I liked that we saw new places in this. Yeah. I do also, uh, I, I, well, I think they do a pretty good job of like different worlds in this one, even though they spend a lot on Ferrix and Coruscant. Right. Um, but 
Oh, we haven't talked about the music, but the music for the show is also quite good. The, yeah. Is it is it a blatant Blade Runner ripoff? Fuck yeah, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was going to say, is it a blatant Tron ripoff? But, or whatever the new Tron was yeah. called. But yeah. same thing. Yeah, no, the music is good in it. I don't have anything else, guys. I like this show. And it came out with such a, like, it came out in Tales of the Jedi, which I think, I don't know if you were iffy. Uh, yeah, uh, finished. You, uh, no, I finished it. Yeah. Uh, Tells it like just back to back, just fucking killer Star Wars shit. Yeah, yeah. Tells the Jedi was awesome. And now we have Mandalorian. And listen, it's okay. It's probably gonna be fine. Did you watch the first episode? No, I haven't watched the first. Did episode. you watch the first I episode? Haven't. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, it's out. It came out yesterday. Or, no, day before yesterday. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. I won't say anything. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, then I think that's probably it for Andor. Yeah, second season sometime on the way, but not in the near future. Probably twenty twenty four. Yeah. But if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's good. It really better than good. Transformers. Better than Transformers. Definitely better than Transformers. What have we been watching the past week or two, guys? I rewatched um, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and yeah, I mean, I feel very similarly as I felt the first time I watched it, which is yeah, that movie's not as good as Black Panther one, but that movie is fine. Uh, I think generally, I think I've said this before, and maybe I said it on the podcast. I know I've said it to you too. I think people misremember the quality of marvel movies every time they watch a new marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um there are so many of those first three phase marvel movies that i have watched once or twice and probably will never watch again right and that really hasn't changed since endgame um it they weren't batting a thousand right. uh and i have watched Everything, ex- oh no, I saw Love and Thunder twice. I've seen every Phase 4 movie that can released in theaters twice. And um, I generally feel the same about them the second time I watched them as I did the first time, which is, they're fine. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, everything still hits. The emotional moments hit. Uh, I think they had an impossible challenge, and I don't think with that challenge... They could have made a great movie. I don't think that was actually possible. Right. I think they made as good of a movie as they probably could have made with the circumstances they were given. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth it. I told Joseph before we started, I've been watching a lot of uh, The Problem with Jon Stewart. And uh, you know what? I didn't really watch it when the first season came out a couple years ago. uh, Because I really needed to detox after 2020 (laughs) of all the stuff. But, like, Jon Stewart is, like, the, you know, syringe for me and what's going on in the world. And that he can give it to me in a way that I can like it, I can accept it, I can process it, and it not, like, devastate me right. emotionally. So, you know, just happy that dude's back. Uh, did you watch the, the, have you seen the interview where he's interviewing the lady who's banned the treatment on trans kids? Yes. In it is so just, like... Like, she so thinks she's going to weasel her way out of it. Yeah, and he's he, just like, I mean, he's never rude. He never nope. raises her voice. Yep. He just he just boxes her in. And she's like, like, you can just you can just see her squirming, man. It's it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. He, he the new one now, this the one that the episode that just came out, he does an interview with a state representative from Arkansas on gun control. Mm. And I mean, he just obliterates him. I mean, he obliterates him. I I did feel a little like you got a state representative from Arkansas, like get like Dan Crenshaw or something like someone in the actual house of representatives. Uh, But still just totally 
demonstrably kills him. I mean, right. But, you know, again, just happy that dude's I mean, back doing stuff. Get somebody like Josh Holler and Matt Gates because you know those guys think they can take him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Um, on the subject of The Daily Show, since Trevor Noah left, have you guys watched any of the guest hosts? I've watched clips. Dude, Chelsea Handler killed. Mm. She was awesome on it. And, you know, Sarah Silverman, pretty good, too. Definitely the girls are doing better than the dudes so far. I want to say pause on that note. We were talking beforehand how we can't stand Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman is quickly becoming the Bill Maher with a vagina. I don't know if you guys have listened to her lately, but I don't think she's that far off. Uh. And that's why I didn't... I watched some of the Chelsea Handler one. Right. I watched some of the D.L. Hughley one as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it was a great format for him. Right. Uh, D.L. was always my least favorite of the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like him even less nice than Cedric A. Entertainer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just can't do Sarah Silverman anymore. See, I, I thought she was real good on this. Yeah. But um, uh, is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, Sorry. Oh man, no, 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 no! I, I didn't mean that. Like, yeah. is it my turn? I just we started talking about the same thing, and I got confused yeah. if I was cutting you off. No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, oh boy, guys, uh, this one uh, I've got something I really want to talk about, and I really want to get everything in. And you know how that can sometimes turn out for me. That's fine. Should mm-hmm. I get popcorn? <laughs> you may want to get a drink. Uh, okay. So first of all, have I explained to you guys the thing I call train theory? I don't think so. Probably not. Just go okay. Ahead. Um, basically, the short version is this. Say your mom or your dad in like the 70s or 80s was cool as hell. And, you know, they, you know, they went to see the Rolling Stones in concert. They loved ZZ Top. They loved Thin Lizzy. And now their favorite band is Train. Mm. You know, how does that happen? How does somebody who used to think... Tom Petty was the best. Now think Train is the best. Mm-hmm. Do we have we met? Have you met people who think Train is one hundred percent? They just love Soul Sister. Like, they're just <laughs> bopping it in the car. Uh, uh, I, I'm talking about someone actually specifically when I talk about this, but I'm not going to bring. I it hope up they listen to this. Yeah, they do, but I'm talking Great. about their mom, and no one wants them to oh, name yeah. drop that you're just talking shit about their mom on the podcast. But um, but so um, so. I think what happens is in a point of aging, you know, you lose the ability to discern cool, mm. like recognize what cool is. I'm already there. And you've you, been there. You live you, there. I know. Yeah. And you start just liking things that are familiar. You know, sure, train sure. is not cool like Tom Petty is, but train is familiar. It's the same sort of cordy rock and stuff like that. So around 2019, I had decided I had reached that point in my life. Someone handed me a band, and it had all the characteristics of a lot of bands I love, like Dinosaur Jr., Super Chunk, Guided by Voices. But I could not tell, is this cool or is it familiar? Mm -hmm. And, you know, not all music has to be cool. Country doesn't have to be cool. R&B really doesn't have to be cool. Jazz, which I think the term cool was invented for, still doesn't always have to be cool. But rock and roll... And rap really have to have that X factor. They have to be cool. And it's... The line between cool and cheesy is so thin in those genres. Right, exactly. And it's hard to define. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Van Halen's Jump, a keyboard song by a rock and roll band is cool. Van Halen's Right Now, a keyboard song by a rock and roll band is not cool. I can't explain to you why it's not, but I could play them both for you and you'd be like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. (laughs) 
So I, you know, I'd kind of given up on taking in new bands, which was fine because, I mean, honestly, bands I like are still putting out music. And there's a lot of stuff that I already knew was cool that I hadn't fully explored. You know, in my in my main years of, of you know, voraciously consuming pop culture, it was more, you know, indie rock, punk rocks. But I always liked rap and metal and things like that. So now I've been exploring more of that stuff soon. So... Fast forward to, I don't know, maybe it was a few weeks ago, a few months ago. What was the band in 2019? Dude? I don't know what the band, oh, I can't remember God. what that band I've was. I've been hanging on to this since <laughs> I said it. Uh, so I, uh, have you guys heard of or seen, because those can be two different, different experiences, a band called Ghost? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So I was exposed to this band of a few months ago just through them coming up on YouTube. I think because I watch a bunch of Justin Hawkins stuff and he had reviewed some of their shit. And it was really a case of I could not decide if this was cool or not. Because if you take a look, first, let me just explain what they look like. The, the singer is sort of a satanic pope. He wears robes. He has the big hat. He wears a rubber mask, but then over the rubber mask has skull face paint. Okay. And the band is just a series of, like, guys all wearing the same outfit and mask. And the masks sort of look like a cross between Mad Max and a Death Eater. So when I explain that to you, you're probably going to think, man, that sounds heavy. That's going to be heavy as fuck. It sounds like it's going to sound like Slipknot or some shit like that. Which, to be fair, based on the pictures I had always seen of Slipknot, I assumed that their music was, like, heavy as shit. And then I listened to it, I was like, I mean, it's... You know, heavier than standard rock. Right, but it's right. not. It's not the craziest shit I've ever listened right. to. No. Well, I, actually, when I saw them, I immediately thought they're going to sound like Rammstein. They're going to mm. have that same. They, have, they seem to have that same theatrical element. It seems to be very dark, like Rammstein is. It's going to sound like G- Rammstein. And when I listened to it, it was almost like acoustic folk. No, like almost like '80s hair metal without the hair, mm. like Sunset Strip. Sunset Strip Pop. Motley Crue. Right, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I could not decide if that was cool. Like, it was just too confusing to me. So later I encountered another one of their songs. I remember this one was Call Me Little Sunshine, which is a little heavier. It sounded a little more like ACDC's Hell's Bells, but still not as heavy as they looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't decide if this was cool. So then Sarah enters the equation. And Sarah... I know can still discern cool. Now, how can I know that if I can't discern cool? If I can't discern cool, how can I tell whether or not you know what's cool, right? How I know this is because Sarah rejected 90s jeans. The Mm. kids are bringing back 90s jeans. Yes. And, you know, Sarah does some of the trends that the kids have brought. Sarah's always been fashionable. Um, She won't do mom jeans. Well, she, she tried. She tried the 90s jeans. And here's the thing. The kids should always be doing stuff that's annoying someone as old as me. And what they're doing should always annoy me. That's how it works. If it doesn't happen... Well, that's a measure of cool. Right. We're not doing our yeah, job. Yeah, Both yeah, yeah. sides aren't doing our job. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean there isn't certain wisdom that they can take from us who live through it. And in the 90s, we were fucking wrong about jeans. <laughs> like, in the 90s, we did so much shit right. But our taste in jeans were fucking awful. Like, if I had a time machine, the first thing I would do would go back in time the day before Kurt Cobain blew his brains out and say, Kurt, my man, 
If you just hang in like six or eight more years, your jeans are going to fit you so fucking good, man. <laughs> You're going to look so fucking cool in your Audi's dream. And I think we'd be on our like 13th fucking Nirvana record. I really do. Anyway, so Sarah, I don't know if I told you this, but Sarah changed jobs. So she has a job where she drives around a lot now. She works in insurance. She has to drive all the way out to Niceville, all the way in. So she's been listening to a lot of radio. Also a thing about Sarah, uh, one of her top jams is Inner Sandman. She fucking loves Inner Sandman. Mm. If Sarah was a truck driver, her call sign would be Sandman. If I was a truck driver, my call sign would be Rooster because of how much I love Alice in Chains the Rooster. If you ever see me and Sarah walking down the street, I'm like, hey, there goes Sandman and the Rooster holding hands. But uh, but anyway, Sarah gets home and she was like, hey, have you heard of this band called Ghost? And I was like, yes, I have. And I think I'm interested in it, but I can't tell if it's cool. And she had heard their cover of Inner Sandman on Metallica's Blacklist. Yep. And uh, she played it for me. I was like, I do think this is fucking awesome. So then we went through this weekend of all we did was look up shit about Ghost. Like listening to Ghost music. And there's more to Ghost than that because there's this whole fucking lore behind them. Uh, basically, there's been five singers to a Ghost who are all actually the same guy. But they're, they're these popes called Papa Emeritus 1 through 4. Uh, the first Papa Emeritus, not a lot known about him. He was, he was them when they were like a like a like an underground band second papa emeritus the first one who got a video a little bit no more known about him he's sort of the sexy papa third papa is kind of he's the one who looks most like he could be in my chemical romance he was kind of the more handsome but angrier one and then the fourth one the one they've spent the most time i should say this also when when they killed off papa three on stage they then introduced papa nilo papa zero who was the first Papa who did one single in the 60s. Like, you can just tell I love this shit, right? This is just, this is just, I love how, this is one of those things that you could totally just experience for what it is, or you could just go down rabbit holes about it all day. So uh, the most recent Papa first inch is introduced as Cardinal Copius, and he later bumps Papa for. Uh, you know, Definitely, if you don't like occult shit in your heavy music, this is not for you. But I always think we take that shit too seriously. Like, we don't really think Johnny Cash shot a man in Reno to watch him die. You know, Easy e talked a whole bunch about kicking people's ass, but he's like four foot fucking tall. He never <laughs> kicked anybody's ass. He could probably kick my ass, but that's about it. Um, so, you know, I and it really seems like these guys are having a go at it. The first record, the Satanism thing seems like, oh, maybe they're taking this seriously. But by the third record, it's like, oh, this is this is a gag. This is mm -hmm. this is just their bit. Uh, but yeah, uh, so basically in a weekend's time, I, I we decided we fucking love this band. And we went from not listening to them to owning all their music, owning merch and having tickets to two shows. Wow. Actually, we bought tickets to one show and we were like, we just bought some like regular seats, right? And then as we listened to it more over the weekend, it's like, we should have bought better seats. So then we went back and bought like expensive seats for another show. We're off the rails on this shit. So, uh, you so know, cool or not cool, Jay Hugh? Well, not only is it cool, but I've real, I remembered something about my band, uh, myself, a different theory I had. The theory was I'm in the fucking band. 
Mm-hmm. And that theory was always, you don't tell me what's cool. I tell you what's cool because I'm in the fucking band. So I, I think I've got my mojo back. All right. I think I, I think I, I think I can discern cool again. I'm happy. And I should say also one of the things that I thought was really cool about this experience with this band is when you're younger and you're getting into a band or something, it very much becomes part of your identity. And as you get, I mean, even as you get in your 20s, you start losing that. It's just like, oh, this is just something cool I heard. But this really became like over the weekend, being a Ghost fan became a lot of my identity. So definitely Ghost better than Transformers. Uh, Check them out. I would say check out their videos because their music videos are fucking awesome. Do you know how disposable music videos are now? I'm a big fan. I'm a a firm believer that music videos are the last true art form on planet Earth because they're made for no one. Right. Yeah, there's no reason to do it other than yourself. Exactly. Something you want to say. Here's what I'll say, and you'll have to edit this so you can take notes on this later. Okay. You check out their Spillways video. You should check out the Rats video. That's my personal favorite song of theirs. Instead of the video, you should check out the live performance off Jimmy Kimmel of Call Me a Little Sunshine. And you should check off Kiss the Go-Go Goat and Mary on the Cross. Those two were on a record called Seven Inches of Satanic Panic, which I think is the best title for it's anything. It's a pretty good ever. name. It's a pretty good title. So anyways, yeah, I love Ghost. That's my thing. If you're not wearing a ghost t-shirt the next time that we record, I'm going to be so fucking disappointed in you. I will probably be wearing a ghost t-shirt the next time we record, so you don't have to worry about it. Very good. Well, shit, I don't even know if there's any oxygen left in the room for me to talk about (laughs) shit, but I don't have a lot anyway. Uh, started rewatching Attack on Titan because Attack on Titan's coming back again, uh, like now, I think. Yeah. um, For the final, final, final season. Part one. (laughs) Part three, part one. We'll see. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about or mention is um, Mark Maron's got a new special on HBO Max, right? Called From Dark to Bleak, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, I haven't I haven't super been into to like stand up recently. The most recent thing that I watched was the uh, Nate Pragatsi, right? Um, which I mean was that's a hoot and a half. Like you're just right. like, it's like a laugh a minute sort of sort of special. You know, that's not really Mark Barron's thing. Right. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very different brand of comedy. And I mean, there are bits that are funny. There are bits that are insightful, and there are bits that are just like true. You know, right? It, uh, there's a bit, uh, there's a fair bit of uh, of it that he talks about. You know, it was um, his partner died, I guess, a couple years ago during COVID, and you know, just kind of dealing with that and how to turn that into comedy, which. You know, uh, Patton Oswalt also did, right? Coincidentally, within the last couple of years, but I like Mark Maron a little better. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I just feel like I've never gotten into his podcast, but I can see how you can because you just feel like you're hanging out with him. Right? He doesn't seem stressed about being on stage. He doesn't seem like a big to do. He's just like there, telling you some stuff. Right. <laughs> and I, I generally think he's got a, a he's got a different style than anybody else. Right. Right now, so uh, Mark Maron better than Transformers on HBO Max, and then I think that's it. Cool. What do we want to do next week? Is it Ant-Man? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. I can find, find Do we have a backup in case it's not Ant-Man? We don't, but we can find something. I'm we sure we something. can find something to talk about. There might be another movie out, like Cocaine Bear or something. I mean, I could make time to see. I was about to say, Rocky, I mean, Creed 3. Creed 3 has came out come this out. week, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, came out today. Creed 3 would be harder for me because I would still have to watch Creed 2. I still have to watch Creed 2, too, but I'm going okay. to do Creed 2. As long as someone else has to suffer as much Creed as me. Creed 2.2. Yeah. <laughs> Remix. Yeah, all right. So next week, Creed or Ant-Man or something. Who knows? 
But thank you for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any thoughts about your favorite Star Wars shows, if we've if we have maligned the Mandalorian, it's your favorite fucking thing. Let us know. You're probably wrong, but let us know anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasco for the theme. We'll see you guys next week. I feel like I skipped some stuff. It doesn't matter. Together, you said. Nobody listens to Spartan. Realphonies no. at gmail.com. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>